wisdom. Amen. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, and it says, And one day as Jesus was standing by the lake Gerset, and the people crowding around about him and listening to the word of the Lord, and he saw the water's edge, two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got one of the boats and he began, one of the boats, the, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let not, and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night long, and we haven't caught anything. For just a minute there, you can think Simon's getting a little sassy with Jesus. Jesus is telling him, hey, go on out. Go on out a little bit. And Simon's like, what's up, dude, man? I've been out there all night long. I ain't caught nothing. He got a little attitude with Jesus. But here was, the, here was the clicker. He said, because you say so, I will down, I will let down the nets. You know, it's okay every once in a while have a little attitude as long as you still listen to what Jesus says. Because your miracle isn't in the dude, it's in Jesus. And it's following what Jesus said. And when they had done so, they caught a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Can I tell you that when Jesus tells you to do something and you do it, you will get more than you ever thought you ever were going to get in the first place? You might be praying for just a little bit of something, but God says, hey, just hold on a little bit. You know what? We're going to go out here a little bit. And we're going we're gonna to drop these nets down a little bit further, a little bit deeper, and we get a catch that we've never had. How many of you like to get a blessing that you've never even thought of? You know, God, I'd like to have $100 to pay my light bill, but God can turn that $100 into a $1,000 blessing. Amen? When you're obedient to the Lord. And when they had done so, they caught a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they singled. They singled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all of his companions were astonished at the catch a fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said unto Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up to the shore, and they left everything and followed him. Brother Arnell, if you'll pray over the word, please. Amen. You may be seated. I, I want to face to you, I want to preach to you for a little bit today about this subject. In the gap, there is a miracle waiting to happen. In the gap, 
There is a miracle waiting to happen. Are you faced with a gap in your circumstances right now? What is a gap, Pastor? Well, a gap is simply, it is a space in between two points. If you go into a mountain, and there's usually a valley, and there's a mountaintop, and a mountaintop, and then there's a gap where the valley runs a little bit low. And, and so sometimes when we walk with God, we, we aren't where we want to get to because there's a gap in the middle. And, and I begin to pray and seek God about this. And, and the Lord began to tell me, Brother Chris, that that gap is like, like the carnival actors or the circus actors that walk that tight rope. Uh, sometimes they're going from point A to point B, but you got to walk a tight rope to get there. And God wanted me to tell you today, that if you're facing a gap in between your circumstances, you see the end. Of the, you see the end coming, but you're just not there yet. There's a divide in between it, and God said some of you are walking that gap on a high wire, and you're just trying to keep your balance. But God came to tell, uh, pushed me last night to tell you today that your miracle's not on the other side of the gap. Your miracle's in the middle of the gap. It's in the middle of the waiting. It's in the middle of the mundane. Just keep on doing what you're doing every single day. You just keep praying. You just keep seeking. You just keep worshiping and you will have your miracle. You see, God told me last night, surrender your problem to him. If you will just simply say, you know what, God, I, I can't fix it on my own. I can see the end. I know how to get there. But, God, I'm, I, I'm just not equipped. I don't understand how I'm going to get over to that other side. And God told me to tell you, if you will just turn it over to him, not just at this altar today, not just during this sermon today, but when you walk out the doors and the enemy starts to bring it back at you, you, you got to keep it in the Lord's hands. Don't pick it back up. When you surrender something, you're giving it all to Him. The Bible says, come unto me all that are heavy laden. And I will lift that burden off of you. I come to tell somebody that you might be in that gap today and you're still trying to carry that load. You're still trying to carry that problem. You're still kind of trying to carry that situation. And it's kind of getting you off balance a little bit. And God is telling me to tell you to drop it at his feet today. Let it fall in the gap. Because when you let it fall, God will be there to to give you the strength and the miracle in the midst of the gap. In the midst of your situation, God's going to give you the miracle. God is setting you up for an encounter today with Him. Did anybody come to church today expecting an encounter with God? Not just because it's Sunday and this is what I do because this is my life. Yes, this is my life and yes, I come to church. But I come to church not to be entertained by the singers, but to entertain the presence of God. I come here today to have an encounter with God. Anybody else in this building? 
come to have an encounter. If you did, get on your feet and give him some praise right now. I don't care what your circumstance is. I don't care where you're at. God is worthy. God is worthy. And his praises of his people, when we draw nigh to him, he will come and sup with us. I come to tell somebody, you're getting ready to get your miracle in the middle of your gap. You're not there yet. You're not on the other side yet. You're still in the fire. But your miracle is getting ready to happen. Surrender it to me. Surrender it to me. He's bringing you comfort. We heard the testimonies of the healing. Why? Because God is bringing you a word to release your faith that even though you might not have gotten healed at camp meeting, you might not have gotten your touch at camp meeting or whatever, last week or the 30th service or the, the, the healing service, whatever, you might not have got your touch. But God come in this building today through the testimonies of these precious people to let you know that he is still a healing God and that, yeah, it may not have been your time just yet but it's coming baby you can take it to the bank it is not gonna bounce it's not gonna come back to you when you release your faith in God I promise you God will heal you God will touch you and God will deliver you in Jesus name a gap is, a, is symbolic of a difference between your ability and what needs to be done. Is anybody in a situation right now where your ability can't get done what you need to see done? The disparity between you and what you have in your hand and what you actually need is something very different. It's called a gap. I remember one time we had $300 or so in our bank account and we needed to pay our mortgage and we didn't have the money for our mortgage and we just kept putting that money back and we just, I just kept saying, babe, we're gonna, we, we got to put some this week and we got to do this and we got to put this and I'll see if I can get dad to do this. And, and we, we just keep on doing it. And she comes out of her prayer closet. Thank God for a praying wife. Thank God for a praying Christian. Because prayer changes things. Amen. And so she comes out of the prayer closet. And she says, Ray, I think we just need to give this to God. And I'm like, what? Are you nuts? And then she started explaining it to me, and then I agreed with her. You know what? We don't have. There's a gap. There's no way I know I'm going to get it. We don't have the money for the mortgage. So, you know, it's not on the horizon. We're not going to get it tomorrow to pay the mortgage. So let's go ahead and give it to God. And so we gave it to God, and within a few days, we had enough money to pay our mortgage. Folks, you can't go wrong by giving to God. But what, that's not what I'm preaching on. That's another sermon for another day. But what I'm preaching on today is there was a gap. The need was bigger than what I had in my hand. I come, I put, oh my gosh, I am pushed to tell somebody in this building today, if you will just release what's in your hand, if you will just release what you have 
to the Almighty God. He will take what you got. He will take your faith and He will mix it all together and it will come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your situation. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about your job. I'm talking about your health. It doesn't matter what it is. Just let it go out of your hands and put it in the hands of the master because you don't see it on the horizon. You don't have it. There's a gap between what you have and what you need. And there is one person and one person only who is the gap filler and his name is Jesus. I promise you when you hand it over to him and you surrender it to him you will never regret it. You will never ever regret it. And God will give you the miracle. The distance between where you've been and where you're going. Listen, some of you are thinking about giving up, turning around. I got news for you. You're closer today to the coming of the Lord than you were a couple years ago. Just hang on. Hang on to the word of the Lord. Hang on to God. Because I promise you, God's getting ready to turn this thing around. I read it on the way here today. Uh... Well, before I left my house, that there's secret negotiations going on right now with the priest treaty. Question is, is will it be signed? I don't know. But if God wants it to be signed, if it's God's time to return, and it's time for the rapture of the church to happen, it'll be signed. But I promise you, it's closer today than ever before. Coming of the Lord's closer today than it's ever been. Trial of the gap may be a trial or an illness or a contradiction. It may be sadness in your heart when somebody has left you or something has hurt you. Hear me today. Your gap may be a mystery to you. You may not understand why you're not on that peak yet. And you may not understand what's holding you back yet. But God told me that it is also a place of promise and victory. That, that in-between is a place of promise and victory. Folks, God's getting ready to do something big. Something very, very big. Not just in our country, but in our church. Not just in our church, but in you as individuals. God's getting ready to do something big in you, with you, and through you. Your, your gap, that gap is getting ready to be closed because you're getting ready to walk in victory. The Bible is full of people who have expressed experience gap moments right before the miracle happened in their lives. The Shunammite lady, she had a great miracle. She had a son. She had a son, but now her son was dead. That's a gap. You promised me, but now he's dead. That's a pretty big gap. But she holds her faith. She doesn't give up. She doesn't stop doing what she's doing. She simply runs, fetches the horses, fetches the chariots, jumps in it, and she runs off to find the man of God. Why? Because she knew if I could just get to him, if I can just get to the man of God, everything's going to be okay. I know my son is going to live. Her faith. 
But see, there was a gap. She had to travel a ways to get to the man of God. So let me tell you something, folks. No matter how long or how far you have to travel in prayer to get a hold of God, if you will just continually doing it and you will continually keep doing it, God will show up and your miracle will be in his hand and your victory will be in his hand. Amen? That is a gap. In Luke 5, 18 through 20, we find some men carrying their lame friend to place to see Jesus. The house was so packed, the outside was so packed, they couldn't even get Jesus to, uh, get the guy to Jesus. That's a gap. They carried him, put him on his bed. They were carrying him away. They tried to get to him, but there was a gap, a throng of people. They couldn't get to, they couldn't get their friend to Jesus, but they were determined that I've got to get him to Jesus. Because if I can just get him to Jesus, he will be healed. So in the midst of their gap, what did they do? Did they give up? No. They simply created a plan. We're going to go to the rooftop. We're going to tear the roof down. Often we're going to lay him down right in front of Jesus. Now, they, now, let me tell you, it wasn't even their house that they were getting ready to tear up. But their faith that if I can just get him to Jesus, everything's going to be okay. Folks, that's a gap. But they were determined that I'm going to push my way through the gap. I'm going to make sure I get my friend to Jesus. Let me tell you something in this building today. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter what you're going through. If you will just be determined, I'm going to get to Jesus. I'm going to get to Jesus. God is going to heal. God is going to deliver. God is going to bless. I'm just going to get to Jesus. Make up your mind that you're doing it. I'm telling you, it didn't matter to those guys whose house they had to wreck because they were determined to get their friend to Jesus. And this tells us at times God will allow a gap to come into your life when he's getting ready to give you a miracle. When he's getting ready to bless you. When he's getting ready to heal you. When he's getting ready to deliver you. He will allow a gap to come. Because he wants to see what's inside of you. Are you searching for the blessing? Are you searching for the miracle? Or are you searching for Jesus? He wants to see what you're made of, so to speak. He allows that gap to see your determination. Am I determined to get to Jesus? Am I determined to do whatever it takes to get to the Lord? So if you're experiencing a gap situation right now, be assured of this. The gap is an opportunity. It represents possibilities, and it speaks of potential. It is an empty space waiting to receive something. There are six ways you can position yourself for a miracle in the gap. Number one, look out for your divine appointment. In Luke chapter 5, we read this this morning. Peter, James, and John, they have been out fishing all night long. They've been working hard, casting their nets without a catch. The following morning, they're still working. 
They're still doing what they're supposed to be doing. Even though they didn't catch anything. Even though they didn't get anything. Even though they just wasted money being out there all night long. They were still doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were on the shore washing their nets with nothing to show for their labor. Now that is a gap. Listen, empty nets are worthless to a fisherman. That day, four workers in a business with zero income is not a very good day for that business. It's actually a gap. But Jesus arrives on the scene. And this is here, hear me today. You know that the gap is a place of divine appointment. This is where Jesus is present in your situation. It doesn't, when you, you don't know what you're going to do and he just kind of steps into it. Something miraculous gets ready to happen. It's at this moment that everything changes. It's when Jesus Christ steps onto the scene and steps into our lives or in the middle of your situation that everything changes. The sick are healed. The check comes in the mail. The city is saved. The weak are made strong. The drug is set free. The pornographers are in jail. I'm telling you, when Jesus steps into your city and in your life, it is a life-changing moment. Don't miss that moment. Don't miss the divine appointment for God. Don't miss the opportunity of being in the gap and saying, oh my, here we go again. I got to go through this problem again. I got to go through this struggle again. I, I got it's one battle after another battle. There's a gentleman in this church. I just told my wife the other day. I said, I don't know how he's still hanging on because every single thing, every time something starts to look good, another shoe drops. And I got and I encourage him because I believe that with every shoe dropping, that God is getting closer to him in his situation. I believe that every time another problem arises, that means the problem before that has already been licked, has already been taken care of, and the enemy just comes in and like a flood. But the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard up against it. I come to tell you, don't expect, don't miss the opportunity of a divine appointment in the middle of your struggle, in the middle of your situation. Don't think that God has forgotten you for one minute. Actually, that's when God is the closest to you. Hear me today, that's when everything changes. That's when everything changes. When Jesus steps in, your life changes. Your situation changes. When you begin to praise Him, when you begin to worship Him, something changes. You can feel it in the atmosphere. Something changes. Why? Because God Almighty has stepped onto the scene. And there is no enemy greater than him. There is no foe that can defeat him. Greater is he that is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I come to tell you today, don't worry about being in the gap. Focus on the next peak. Focus on the next horizon because you're getting ready to get your blessing right here. You're getting ready to get your miracle right here because that miracle in that blessing is going to propel you up the next mountain. It's not a joy ride. 
It's not a joy ride, Brother Arnell. I've been in this thing long enough now to know it's not a joy ride. And from mountain to mountaintop, there's not a, there's not a uh, what do you call one of those things where, where they put the wire across and you get on one and you just swing over to the other? A zip line. It ain't no zip line in God's kingdom. Ain't no zip line. Why? Because the mountaintops, that's where God places you after you had your victory. But <laughs> with God, there's got to be a testing. With God, there's got to be an opportunity for us to show him exactly what we're made of. He's putting something in us. We can't always have mountaintop experiences. We got to have some valleys. We got to have some gaps. Why? Because it is in those gaps, Pastor Arnett that our character is made. It is in those gaps where our faithfulness are made. It's in those gaps where our commitments are made. It, they're not made on a mountaintop. Everybody can rejoice on a mountaintop experience, but not everybody can rejoice when you're in the middle of the battle going through the gap. But that's where your integrity is being built. That no matter what, God, I'm going to lift my head and I'm going to sing praises unto you because no matter where I'm at in my life, you are good. You know, you've heard me say it many, many times. God, if you never do another thing for me, if you never do another miracle for me, if you never bless me again, I'm still going to worship you. I'm still going to praise you. Why? Because the fact that you picked up this old drug addict and you wiped him off and you cleaned him up and you filled him with your spirit and you gave him a new life. God, because you saved me. Because you, oh, I wish I had some safe folk in this house today. Because you saved me, I'm going to worship you. Because you saved me, I'm going to lift you up. God, it's not about the blessings. God, it's not about the healings. But God, it's about you. I'm so thankful. Do I have any apostolics in this house that's thankful that he reached down and he picked you up out of the miry clay? He did you off and he put you on a solid rock no matter what comes my way I'm standing on a rock that rock is not me that rock is not T.O.P. that rock is Jesus and there is no battle in hell that can shake my foundation I wish somebody would get a hold of that today. No matter what battle you're going through, it can't shake your foundation if your foundation is built on the rock. If it's built on Jesus, it's not going to shake. It's not going to move. But if you're built on miracles... It's going to move. If you're built on the blessings, it's going to move. If you're built on just a little touch, it's going to move. But I got, oh my, if it's built on Jesus Christ, the He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. 
upon this rock. I will build my church. He wasn't talking about Peter. He wasn't saying the church was going to be built on Peter. It was going to be built on the, on the foundation of the revelation that Peter had. And that was that Jesus Christ was God Almighty. If you will build your life on that rock and you will put your trust in him, there's no wind that will blow that will shake you off of that rock. There's no trial that will come your way that will knock you off that rock. There's no gap that'll come your way that'll knock you off of that rock. Hallelujah. <laughs> is there anybody here today that in the past Jesus has given a miracle to you? Jesus has worked out something for you where you didn't even know where it's going to come from. You didn't even know how it was going to happen. But he showed up in the middle of it and he just worked a miracle. And he gave you exactly what you need it to be. I cannot tell you, if he did it for you before, he'll do it for you again. Now, if you are here today and you've never had that happen to you, and you've never had Jesus show up in the middle of your trial and give you a miracle, you can look around. If, if, if God has done that for you, please stand. If God has given you a miracle, and God has touched you in the gap, and God has made a way... <laughs> I want to encourage you, he'll do it again. Don't give up. Stay on the rock. But if you're, if you're not sure if he's ever done anything like that for you today, I want you to look around today that everybody that is, is in this house that is standing, because if Jesus did it for them, he will do it for you, because he is not a prospector, a person. He doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how long you've been in church, how long you could be here for the first time today. It doesn't matter to Jesus, because you know what? He is... A loving God. But I want you to rest assured that if he did it for them, he will do it for you. Number one, number two, give Jesus what you have. As the fishermen wash their nets that day, the crowd gathers to listen to Jesus. And I'm not even going to get through this. And the, the Peter commandeer, uh, Jesus commandeers Peter's boat, telling Peter to move out onto the lake. That fishing boat becomes Jesus' pulpit. And Jesus is sitting in that boat teaching the people. But God began to deal with me a little bit today about asking you a question. God said, what is that for you today? What is the vessel? What is the boat? What is the situation? What is the gap that Jesus is pointing to you and saying, will you give this to me today? Will you give this to me today? Will you just give me your problem? Give me your situation. Give me what's hindering you from going forward in me. Jesus began to deal with me a little bit. And he began to say, the problem with my people is my people will not surrender that to me. Which I'm asking them to surrender. We're trying to hold on to the fleshly things. And we're trying to hold on to the things that we desire that's of this world. And I feel like I'm preaching to somebody right now. Because God wouldn't have put it on my heart to say this. God wouldn't have pushed me to say it last night in prayer. That we want to hold on to the flesh. We want to hold on to 
the desires of the flesh. And God has been telling you. I really felt in the Holy Ghost last night in prayer. God began to tell me that he's already been talking to you about it. He's already been trying to get you to just lay it down at his feet. But you keep holding on to it. And because you keep holding on to it, it is withholding the hand of blessing that God wants to give you. If we'll all stand all across this congregation today. He is simply saying, will you surrender it to me? Will you give it to me? Now, here's what matters now. You can't say, well, I didn't know Jesus felt that way. Because he just sent his man of God to tell you. He just sent his man to tell you. Here's what matters now. Is how you respond to what Jesus just said. Jesus is in your situation right now. Jesus is in your business right now. And he's saying to all of us here today, I am in this. I am in your boat. I am in your life. But you have put so much stuff in your boat that you have covered me up. You have covered me up. And I began to weep last night in my office. And I, or yesterday afternoon in my office. And then last night at my couch. I begin to weep and I begin to say, God, I understand I'm in this gap. I do. I'm preaching to myself too, okay? Because nobody's on that mountaintop all the time. God, I understand I'm in this gap. But God, I don't want nothing in my life to cover you up. I don't want nothing in my life, no problem, no situation, no person to consume so much of me and so much of my time, God, that I forget about you. And God asked me to start uncovering some stuff. I uncovered some personal stuff. I uncovered some church stuff. Not every church is perfect. Every church is not perfect. Every church has their problems. We have our problems. We have our issues. But I begin to uncover those things. And I begin to say, God, I can't move in it, but you can. God, I'm not their answer, but you are. God, move in every need. Move in our church. Move in our city, God. And I begin to peel some stuff off. I want a building more than any of you. And I've been praying about it, but then I started peeling it off, God. It's important, but it's not the most important thing. God, the most important thing is we reach our city. Uh, that we reach our neighbors with this wonderful message. And I begin to pull back some more stuff. And that's when Jesus began to minister into me. And he began to tell me that he has stepped into this church a while ago. But some of us haven't recognized his spirit.
because we're so full of flesh. We're so full of self. And God, begin to start ripping some things out. Out of my life. But I also saw him ripping some things out of this church. God said, just end the service. Very simple. To ask my people. Will they uncover me in their boat? Will they uncover me in their life? I want to get them to the mountaintop. And we're in the gap. And there's a miracle in this gap. And that miracle starts when you begin to uncover. And you begin to die out. This altar's open. If the musicians will come. If you will just begin to uncover him. And you will begin to lay some things aside. You will begin to see the miracle working power of God in your life. God, I, I believe God's going to do a miracle here today. I believe that with all of my heart. But before it happens, we've got to do some clearing of our boat. And I know that you love God. And I know that you love this church. But folks, it wasn't me asking that question. It was Jesus himself asking you, will you begin to unclog him? Will you begin to uncover him? Will you begin to unpack your boat? Will you begin to unpack your house? Get that unclean thing out. Will you begin to unpack your car? Get that unclean thing out. Will you begin to unpack your heart? Getting that unclean thing out. Will you begin to unpack your mind? Getting that unclean thing out. I'm not going to belabor the altar call. God is here. And if you want more of him, and you want your miracle in the gap, you've got to start uncovering some stuff. Praise team. Play, sing. I don't know what you're going to do. Church, cry out to him. If you're at this altar today, don't take it lightly. Do some house clearing. Do some house clearing. I'm sorry for the things I've made it, Lord. I'm sorry for covering you up. I know some of you think this is just pastor, but it's not pastor. It's God. God's giving you an opportunity right now to unpack. God's giving you an opportunity right now to pull some stuff off. Will you let him? I'm going to put the mic down. I'm done. I don't know what they're going to do. But let's spend a few minutes. We've got plenty of time here. It's quarter after one. We've got at least 15 minutes at this altar to just unpack some stuff. Praise team. It's all yours.